Hey everyone, it's Meredith Griffin again, and we've got another fly on the wall experience from Lou's tour with our good friend and fan of the show, Amy Kathleen of the Collective Light Podcast. One of the things that's really hard to grasp until you visit Northern California wine country is what a small but amazingly connected community it is, full of stories. It's impossible to wrap your mind around the diversity and uniqueness that's growing all around. And even when you live here, like Lou and I do, and you're in the wine world, we're still learning things every single day. And that's one of the many things that engages me and fuels my passion for what I do with Major Crush. So it's with this spirit of discovery that I want to set things up for this excerpt from Lou's time with AK. It's a wonderful story about Madrigal Family Winery, their grapes, and their history. And it's a story that gets even better when it's told by my buddy Lou, because he's a great storyteller. Which brings me to one last thing. In case you're new to the show, I think it's worth mentioning that Lou and I have a deep fondness for Madrigal Family Winery, not only because their wines are so delicious, but also because Chris Madrigal was our very first winemaker interview on the Major Crush Winecast. After you hear the way Lou shares a portion of this family story, you might just want to go back to season one and listen to our full-length interview with Chris. Now remember, it was our first podcast, so it's not our best, but the story is fabulous. I think you'll discover he's a beautiful winemaker and a truly wonderful man. Enjoy! There's just a couple bullet points that I really, I love, like pulling in here, which means like, okay, same, this side of the road, same as this side of the road, like tell that story. And then I like hearing the story with Chris and just. About his grandpa and all that. Yeah, and just kind of that, how he was the first immigrant. Yeah, Chris's grandfather was the very first immigrant in the wine country. And um, one of the original eight families was the Larkmeats. And she ended up becoming an only daughter and, and both parents died and she and she did art and they grew grapes and every Thursday she'd get dressed up in a tuxedo, put her ha hair under a top hat so she could go play poker at the fire station with the guys. <laughs> and they said evidently she wasn't a very good poker player because she lost a lot of lark mead in poker games. But. Um, uh, Chris and his dad planted Larkmead and the same time they planted this and a Larkmead cab starts at 350 I think $350 per bottle per bottle and goes up and that's why I fell in love with Mondragal because the vines touch each other the same clone the same rootstock planted by the same people what makes it a $350 bottle versus an $85 barrel bottle? My buddy from San Diego came up and uh, he, he called, he says, I'm, I'm here with some buddies, why don't you meet us for dinner? Uh, over at Cook in, in St. Helena. And I said, okay. Grabbed a bottle of wine, you know, we went. And we started talking, I said, so what are we gonna drink? And the guy poured, he said, this was my favorite wine of the day and he poured it. And I had just tasted Larkmead about two, three days earlier. And I said, well, this is Larkmead. 
And he goes, no, uh, it's not. It's, he looked, he says, it's called Madrigal. I didn't pay any attention to it, but I said, this is great wine. This is really a good wine. And a couple days later, I'm driving out here and I'm looking at Larkmead and that, all of a sudden I see this sign with an M. Mm-hmm. I went, damn, that's where Mondragal is. It's right next door. No wonder I was, I was tasting the soil and the grape <laughs> yeah. and, and all that. Well, and that that's, was, that's when I got turned on to Mondragal. It's such a cool place. And, and Chris is such a, so much fun sitting here visiting with him. But pulling in and you're pointing to the Larkmead on one side of the driveway. Yeah. Beautiful vines, $350 a bottle for those grapes. And then here on your right side is Montreal. Yeah. Same grape, same initial grower. Yeah. And you can get that for a steal of $85. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. That's, well, you know, and I'm always on the hunt. I, I always want the value wine, you know. Yeah. But you know what's, okay, here's a question I have. Back home, again, what we see on the shelves. I, I don't really trust paying over... There's a few 60, 50 and $60 bottles of wine that I have felt like were truly worth it. But when it gets above that, I don't know that I can actually trust the price is actually going to bring the... Well, actually- and, they, and they don't let you taste it either. Mm-hmm. But I mean, very few wines at retail that are on the retail shelves are, are highly quality artisan made. You know, because by the time you get a contract to go into the public sector, you have to be at about 100,000 cases. Mm. And everywhere we've visited so far, I think, the goodness, the, where we just left, they had, oh goodness, over 1,000, I think, of cases with one certain wine we're looking at. Yeah, they do four, I think you said between four and 5,000 cases. But the other ones that we visited, they've been like 100 cases. You know, 150, yeah, or 100 of a particular. He only right. did 100 of these. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. It's These aren't big, these are called boutiques. And anymore, it's hard to get a license for like an unlimited production license. And so that that even keeps a lot of these boutique wineries from ever being. How many people love Madrigal? Mm-hmm. You know, until unless he got a bigger license, he can't go retail. So how, okay, well, you and he's so. I mean, and they're they're land limited too. Is that is that correct? Yeah, they're land limited on what unless they start but buying up but, other vineyards. But don't forget, Michael, there's 600 wineries and 2,400 vineyards. Mm-hmm. So did you hear how... So you can always buy fine grapes to buy. Yeah, you know how Tom, that Rutherford, they bought it. They right. bought that juice. Yeah. Yeah, so that happens all day, every day. Thanks for listening to this installment of our summer bonus series. This is the last fly-on-the-wall episode with Lou and Amy Kathleen, but we want to make sure you know exactly how to keep track of AK so you can continue to follow her and enjoy more of her very special soul. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the Collective Light podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AK is launching her second season soon, which is always exciting news for those of us in the podcasting world. 
We'll be back with a few more bonus episodes this summer, so be sure to subscribe now if you haven't already so you'll never miss a thing. On behalf of Meredith and Lou, we hope this summer is filled with joy and relaxation, and of course, we hope your wine glass is always full of something crush-worthy. Until next time. Thank you.